Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Birdland tonight. As the Orioles lose a nail biter to the New York Mets, final score of fourteen to one. But, uh, with no football jokes here because we only scored one run, so hold off on the football jokes. Dropping our record to twenty-two and thirty-nine, and splitting the series with the Mets. I'm Matt Broca, joined by Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, uh, you really called that a nail biter? Well, you know what? You, you never know what's going to happen at the end there. Yeah, for that first inning when it was two to one. It was two Didn't to one. Know. Second inning, still two to one. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's seven to one, and it's no longer nail biter. But for that first fifteen minutes of viewing, that was that was it was a nail biter. I mean, uh, the long ball, the long ball killed uh, the Orioles tonight, and it's kind of, I mean, it's we. We talked recently about on Birdland tonight and on Section Three Thirty Six that this team can put up offense. The Orioles can. So, but that we expect the pitchers to give up a lot of runs, and they gave up fourteen of them today. I think the the fact of getting only one run from the offense is the disappointing side of tonight. Um, but obviously, we never face this Walker guy, and guess what? He's pretty good. Yeah, Walker pitch. He pitched an excellent game. This was. Even on paper, like you could tell, like if you were a betting man, which I'm retired from my betting days, but if you were a betting man, like this is not a game you bet in the Orioles, right? You have Hunter Harvey, I mean, Matt Harvey, who has struggled, struggled last time in pitching against the Mets. If you look at his last six starts, has struggled um, yep. over the past couple months. Going up against, uh, you know, Taiwan Walker, I think they said he had like the fourth best ERA um, in all the National League. He'd only given up two home runs the entire year. So just on paper, it was not a good matchup for us. No. Um, and it got out of hand quickly. Um, it started off, Josh, in the first inning, before the first pitch was thrown as a nail-biter. And then in that first inning, you had that great catch by Cedric Mullins. Yeah, and like the fourth pitch of the game. Yes. Um, and that was, like, and I missed it. I was putting my kids to sleep. But I saw the replay, and I saw the tweet about 20 times of him right, making that ball and having catch, Superman catch. Um, and that's, I mean, Cedric Mullins defensively has been, we talk a lot about his offense this year, um, but Cedric yeah. Mullins defensively has been amazing. The defense is what could push him into the all-star game. Oh, even if he was a freaking DH, I think he would get in the all-star game. This pushes him into, I don't know, like a different stratosphere, though. The defense has been great. Um, and then you have, I think the issue with Matt Harvey tonight was, and then he gave up the two-run home to Pete Alonzo. And maybe like there's no shame in giving up a two home runner, a two home home run shot to Pete Alonzo. It happened the night before, right? This the night is, before he got two. Yeah, and this is deja vu because in the first inning yesterday, um, I think it was the same situation where Francisco Lindor walked and then Pete Alonzo hit a hit a two run homer. So yep. this is deja vu. And this is fine, right? We give our offense is is on point. 
Two runs in the first inning. I'm not even sweating. Um, this is just Matt Harvey being Matt Harvey, by the way, giving up runs in the first inning. And then you get to that. And then you you get to the next inning, or you get to the top of the, the bottom of the first inning, and so the Orioles are up. Cedric Mullins gets a hit. By the way, Cedric Mullins, and I know he had two strikeouts. That was a crazy stat that they shared about Cedric Mullins. And by the way, um, Scott Garceau shared this stat about Cedric Mullins. Did you share this stat? I think you just, by the way, you're by the way. Oh, by the way. Oh, and by the way on that. <laughs> no, I'm going to get back to the first top of the, the bottom of the first inning. All right. But before I do that, Scott Garceau said um, the, at the first inning, I think this is after Cedric Mullins got a hit. He said, or maybe it was right before it. By the way, Scott Garceau, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Scott Garceau. Um, but no, he said Cedric Mullins had gone 36 plate appearances without a strikeout. Isn't that amazing? 36 yeah. plate appearances I mean, without a strikeout. It was that that was leading the majors in in the amount of plate appearances without a strikeout. Yeah, that's if you figure four or five plate appearances a game, I mean that's yeah. that's six seven games, right? Yeah. And when yeah. you get a hit like Mullins does almost every time, it's hard to strike right. out, I guess. But it's like a week without strikeouts. That's impressive. It's super impressive. And of course, after Garcia said that, I think Mullins struck out the next two times. So he did. So much for that. Um, but but you're right. That that bottom of the first inning gave up the two with the, the gave up the two run shot in the top of the first. That bottom of the first, uh, Mullins got the hit. Uh, Mountcastle got a hit. No, knocked him yeah. in. Mancini. Mancini got the hit in between yeah. the two of them. We have top runners, three guys. Runners on first and second. No outs. Right, and then you have yep. the heart of your line. You have three, four, five of that 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 are coming up. So it sounds like a beginning. And Mullins, by the way, his at bats to me, Josh, are like, stop what I'm doing, put down the phone, and watch Mullins at bats because he's so good at hitting. Like he'll hit inside balls, hit out. Like yeah. he'll just. Be, you saw him in the first inning. It was a, a pitch on the outside, a good pitch on the outside corner, and he took hit against the shift. He pulled an anti Chris Davis, a ground right. ball right down where the third baseman should have been. For for uh, a single, so Mullins is just a joy to yeah. watch. I like your phrase, "put down the phone," because yeah, I feel like that that phrase has been down has been around way before smartphones, but it has a completely right. different meaning. Yeah, now. hang up the phone. Yeah, hang, put hit the home button on the phone. I don't, right, I don't know right. what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that, but but yeah, when you're playing a really good pitcher, and Taiwan Walker, he's Taiwan Walker, he's he's figured it out. He's a great pitcher. Well, yeah, and and when the Orioles faced him on May twelfth, he also threw seven innings and gave up one run. Yeah, he's good. He's and he's yeah. he's given up one runs to a lot of teams. Um, but it means when you have kind of an and and a, we had a break in Mancini where the guy should have probably caught it, and at first thought it was fair, but I mean at right. first it was foul, but it ended up being fair. But when those things happen, we have first and second with no outs. And the harder line, lineup c- coming up, like you got to make them pay, and they didn't make them pay that inning. And then you knew at that point you felt like, oh no, this is you just had a bad feeling about it. And then the second inning was fine, and then um, the third inning, all the kind of the wheels fell off. I mean, Villar hit the double. There was some. <laughs> what was that? There's a there's a button on here that I've, that's been sitting here. For all of uh, 336 for many years, and I've never hit the button, and I just saw it. <laughs> and a sad trombone. That's the third inning, yeah. Button sounded like the right opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Millar hit that. Uh, I'm sorry, not Millar. I was going to go Kevin Millar on you. Pilar hit that three run homer. And Pilar, I looked up the numbers because I was like, this dude always hits home runs against the Orioles. Yeah. 
He has 13 home runs against the Orioles, by far his most against any team. His career batting right. average is like 250, but against the Orioles, he's batting 315. He crushes Orioles. He always does. He crushed us when he was with Toronto. But yep. uh, just impressive for Pilar that he's playing baseball after being I, hit yeah, in the face, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah. He looks pretty wild out there in the outfield with that face mask. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a little Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. I think more players should wear that. Um, but yeah, it's impressive he's out there. And of course, he just he just crushed us. Yep. Um, and then and then we saw, and we can talk in a second about kind of the Harvey's future, which I think is an interesting question. But because then we saw kind of the uh, who's who's of relievers. We saw Plutko pitch. He pitched he pitched two two innings. Um, and then we saw Dylan Tate come in. And Dylan Tate, I think, is an interesting pitcher. His ERA is higher than I thought. Right. Five, but he had a nice inning. Um, Valdez pitched the seventh. It's interesting, right? Valdez. Um, well, we haven't used him in a while, so it was kind of just give him some time. Yeah, it seems like, like um, there's several pitchers on this team that don't really have roles in the bullpen. Like Valdez was the closer. Now he's something else. I feel like Hunter Harvey is in that same position where they just kind of throw him in there anywhere at this uh, point. Hunter Harvey. Hunter Harvey? Yeah. All right. And then I feel like Valdez is in that same position right now where they just kind of throw him in anywhere. Hunter Harvey's in our bullpen? Yes. He came back uh, a few days ago. I didn't, know, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice he was in the bullpen. He pitched yesterday. Okay. Oh, well, who did Birdland tonight yesterday? <laughs> did you do it? Yeah, I did it. Oh, my God. And apparently, I didn't talk about Matt, uh, Hunter Harvey being back. And then, yes, yeah, so Cesar Valdez came in the seventh. He pitched fine. And then... Um, Scrollo. Um, Scrollo. Scrollo came in. Scrollo came in to, to pitch the last two innings, mop-up duty. Yeah, or, or give uh, up the final home runs of the game. And, yeah, and Stevie Wilkerson could have done mop-up duty just as well as the Scrollo kid. But, like, it's his first... It was Scrollo's first start since coming off the injury and the rehab. So, I guess you give him a break. Um, but, no, he didn't pitch well. Um. Yeah. So, I don't know. You want to talk about Matt Harvey? Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll I, say this just about I'll, his pitching, and then you can get into this in this future. What I saw for him tonight, as far as pitching wise, I was paying attention closely because this guy feels like he's on kind of his his last branch, hanging over Cliff here with his career, not just with the Orioles, but his career yeah. in general. And what I saw is, I saw he, he has good blast in his fastball. He's thrown 95 and, ni- and not, not 96. He seemed to have, at the start of the game, decent location on his fastball, except a home run to, to Alonzo. And repeatedly, he just he was hanging sliders. Yeah, it like seemed to me. Breaking balls were not breaking. Right. It seemed to me like he wasn't wild, but he couldn't hit his spots. Yes. And the then balls at- kept ending up in the middle. And then, yeah, and then and then after the slider kept it stopped working, he just kept on throwing fastballs, yep. and one out of every four fastballs would go right down the middle. And these are professional hitters, and they and they crush the fastballs. Yeah, um, I don't. His worst games of the season have been against the Mets. I don't know if he has a mental issue with the Mets, but I also um, I got really excited for Matt Harvey, as you know, especially when those first three four games he was looking pretty good. Yeah, he got off to a good start. And yeah, so, but since that performance in New York, I think he's got like a 16 or a 17 ERA, and he's just, he might be done. I don't know, like, I don't know what purpose he's serving right now for the Orioles if he can't get it through four innings, if he's even serving the purpose of eating innings right now. 
Yeah, I like you have him here for two reasons. One to help you win games. I guess three reasons. One, to eat innings, so you save your young pitchers. Right, right. Two, to help you win games, I guess. Mm-hmm. And three, so you can eventually trade him. Well, and there's a fourth. What's the fourth? The veteran leadership. Because okay, this team is really young. And again, um, that article about the 14-game losing streak and Trey Mancini speaking out, it was also about um, Matt Harvey speaking out as a leader as well in the clubhouse. So you do have some okay. of that veteran well, leadership. The, but that leadership doesn't do you any good if you suck on the field. Right. He brings that. We call that Chris Davis le- le- leadership. Yes. Um, here's his starts since May 12th. May 12th, four innings. Seven runs. Um, the next game, an inning and a third, or inning and two and two thirds, six runs given up. That the next start, four and two thirds, five runs given up. Um, and then the start for that, three innings, five runs given up. Um, and then on June second, they used him as like an opener, and he actually pitched pretty pr- pretty well in his last start before this, where he pitched three innings, only gave up one run. Um, but overall, it's just some ugly numbers. I mean, he hasn't been – he hasn't pitched more than four – he hasn't pitched five innings right. since May 1st. I mean, that's, right. that's terrible. And you're right. To start his first, you know, six starts is like the tale of two halves. And I, I don't know – I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know. Can he reclaim what he was doing in the beginning of the season that he was looking like a decent pitcher? I don't know what that is. I don't – I don't know. But I also know the Orioles are not in a position – where they can just get rid of them. Like they don't have, especially with John Means on the IL, it, it's not like they have an extra pitcher that they can butt into the rotation. Yeah. Like we, and that, we don't, with Means gone, we don't even know what we're going to do. Yeah. And that's like I, was, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter tweeting out that this is Harvey's last start. And I said, okay, that's all well and good. But tell me why the, um, if you went to during the game, if you went to Masson, the most recent article from Masson, the highlight, the, the title of the article was Orioles rotation unsettled after Aiken. Aiken starts on Friday, and they don't know who's starting Saturday and Sunday. And if that's not bad and, enough, Josh, this isn't a week that had two off days. Right. Well, two and, off days. And, you and, after, for you. and after tomorrow's off day, we have 21 straight days of games. Yes. So if you so, can't find five stars with two off days, yeah, without with right. no off days, right? Twenty-one straight days. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's why I don't think Harvey's going anywhere. No, because um, even if we had five pitchers, we would be mixing in some bullpen games over those twenty-one. Right, and right now we have. I mean, if you count Harvey, there's three other guys. There's Aiken, Lopez, and Zimmerman. Um, there's questions of: Did you want to bring Deke Kramer up? It seems a little bit weird if. Because he was struggled so much, and if you want him to work on things, I think he's only had two starts in AAA. It seems like a pretty short window to work on things. So I'd be surprised if they bring back up Kramer. Um, I, I know, I mean, the the uh, the, the other guy Alex Wells pitched tonight. He's on- everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, 40 man. He pitched pretty well, but he's been str- he's area like six. Um, so I think, yes, like we've seen as a fan base, we've seen enough of Hunter Harvey. But as a reminder on if Hunter Harvey wasn't pitching, who would be in there? I think Matt, Stroller Matt finishing Matt up Harvey. the game. Yeah, is that what they said, Hunter Harvey? Yeah, yeah. We need to get rid of H- Matt Harvey just go, just so I stop saying Hunter Harvey. When I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't mind Hunter Harvey starting. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but but no, I thought I thought it was just a a terrible terrible start by Matt Harvey and. I don't think this is his last start because we just need to get through the season and we need pitchers right now. Right. And I don't know I who else to play these games. But as soon as we feel like um, Dean Kramer's good or Alex Wells is good or maybe they even like promote Cal Bradish or something, um, I think until we get to that point, we're, we're, until we get to that point, we're going to keep on seeing Matt Harvey, unfortunately, every We time. have to. Yeah. Um, I was looking – the Tide are down here in Jacksonville. So I'm going to go to the game oh, Friday. Nice. I'm going to go to the game Friday night. And I was looking Good at – today. Let's blow up. Yeah, today would have been fun. Um, but tomorrow says TBD for pitcher. Friday says Zach Lothar, which kind of surprises me because I'm surprised he's not one of these bubble guys the Orioles are trying to bring up to fill in some, some slots. Yeah, yeah, and that says probably how they feel about Zach Lothar too, right? Exactly. Like if Zach Lothar, if they felt good about him, he would have been here already. Yeah, or at least, I don't know, yeah. I don't know, pitch, pitch this coming weekend, I guess. Yeah, and I guess that's, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know when he last pitched. Um, well, like I said, he's, he's, due up, he's due to pitch on Friday. Right. So, so yeah, so that, that would, it would line up for him to pitch this so, weekend. Yeah, so if the Orioles want to, they could scratch that start Friday and have him start on Saturday. Yeah, or Orioles. Sunday. Sure. Or Sunday. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's weird, right? Because they could also just have everyone pitch on normal day's rest and they would have starters. Like, yeah, that's all they could do. But, but pushing things, guys back, and that's why this is happening. Right. But we've seen them. They've been doing screwy things with the five day, five men since the very beginning of the season. That didn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about, Josh, when I was watching this game? I think a lot about Mullins and Harvey and just how insane baseball is. Like, you don't see this in other sports. Like, you don't see a guy go from, like, the G League and become, you know, one of the best players in the NBA. And you don't see a guy go from, like, an NFL practice squad to being a star NFL player. But as you see this all the time in baseball – and we see it with Cedric Mullins coming kind of out of nowhere and becoming a stud. It's true, Josh. Okay. But, but the opposite is true. And like the, just a trajectory of two careers, right? Well, because none of these other sports have like a true minor leagues. A practice squad isn't like minor leagues. Okay, but the, NBA the, G G leagues, the G League's not a minor league. It's a crap league. It's a summer league. Yeah, but this is not like... Cedric Mullins is not a case where he was just being – he was a top prospect getting groomed in the minors. He was just a nobody in the minors. Came up, yeah. made an appearance, was terrible, got sent down. And, I mean, we saw the same thing with the Giants, who used to be for the Orioles, Mike Skremski. Same situation where last year or two years ago turns into, you know, one of the best outfitters in baseball after being a bum. And just the trajectory of two careers, right, where Mullins, everything is going right for him. And then Harvey is the exact opposite, where – 
he was how can you be I still blows my mind one of the best pitchers in baseball for the Mets and and you not like you got super old you just kind of lost your stuff right and his career has just yep. been downhill ever since it's pretty phenomenal how mm-hmm. crazy baseball is yeah I also always enjoy when your students find your podcast or what you're doing yeah so I like that one of your kids Eric just found the show and is saying yeah. hi to you over on uh, Twitch yeah I appreciate that I appreciate <laughs> on Twitch yeah he's, he's over on twitch that's where we we're on twitch to reach the young guys i see i didn't even know we were on twitch so, so that's cool hi eric yeah um so. but yeah other other things real quick that i want to talk about in the game all right um because after your hunter harvey comment before i don't even know if you even watched this game but the te- I know, uh, yesterday, not today I, I know i know uh but um ty, ty taiwan walker i want to all say about him um i'm a big fan of his in the sense that that dude works as fast as anyone. I, uh-huh. I mean, if you, I want to see a breakdown of not just how long the game was, how long the hours at bat works compared to the Mets at bats. Well, I can tell you this: two hours forty-three minutes. When you the Orioles had thirty-two at bats, the minimum is twenty-seven. Yeah, we had thirty-two at bats. So right. I bet I bet we got about forty-five minutes of screen time <laughs> at the plate. Forty-five yeah. minutes at the plate. Yeah, forty-five minutes at the plate, and they got two hours. Um, yeah, I mean, it that's was, a, but that's a crazy short game for a game that scores 15 runs. Isn't that like crazy? It is, but you're right. Yeah, the he works so fast. Totally. Yep. Yeah, he because he just works super fast. Yeah. So, um, is it time to bring Francisco back? <laughs> Austin, we brought up Austin wins because Francisco was horrible, and Austin wins hasn't done anything since he brought up here. Why? Well, I don't know. We like we can do our down on the farm report here, where Norfolk won today, not not nine to three. This is down on the farm, brought to you by the Eastern Shore Farms. Norfolk today won nine to three. Um, Cisco's, I think, he's playing okay for them. But what I want to point out is, even though the Bowie Bay Sox today lost nine to one, which is a rare like blowout loss for the Bay Sox, I saw a tweet by Adam Pohl. He said this is the first time all season. Like that the Bay Sox scored less than three runs, which is kind of crazy. That's crazy. Um, but Adley Rutschman today had two hits. He went two, two, two for four. And Adley Rutschman's now, his OPS is over 1,000. Whenever I see anyone with an OPS over 1,000, I think they're too good for the league they're playing in. Like if you look at someone like Cedric Mullins, who's been freaking on fire all year, his OPS is 928. His, and he is the highest OPS in the Orioles. It's 928. Just think about that. Think about how yeah. good Sidney Mullins has been. And Adley Rushman has an OPS that's on base plus slugging of over 1,000. Better than, better than Mancini, better than Mullins. And I know he's playing at double-A, but to me that says he's right, moving that league. So I want to see I want to see, I want to see Rutschman, maybe not for the Orioles, that's asking too much. No, Norfolk. Give me Norfolk. But at Norfolk, move aside Cisco. If you need to send Cisco down to Bowie, this is like the Cedric Mullins treatment where you just keep on sending the guy down. Um, right. Yeah, like I, that's, that's what I want to say. And so I'm okay with wins. Um, he, he was caught up. Wins was caught up for his glove. He was right. caught, Wins he was caught was, up because Severino was dropping everything. Yeah. Wins is here more, it's more here, about, it's not really about him. It's about who he's replacing. And Cisco yeah. was batting about 100. Um, so he's here more for his defense. For his defense, and because he's not Cisco, like that, 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 that's why he's here. Okay. Um, and that's so whatever. Um, right, well, well, while while you're talking about Norfolk, 
Do you like this kid, Domingo Levy? Leva? The guy had the Grand Slam today? Did he have a Grand Slam today? You talking about for Norfolk? Yeah, for Norfolk, third baseman. Yeah, yeah I think he was. I think he's been on the Norfolk Tides for like a week. No, he's he a new hit, guy. He didn't hit the Grand Slam today, did he? Uh, I, I saw someone hit a Grand Slam. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't him. But this okay. guy, third baseman, and he's got a 958 OPS. Yeah, but how long has he been playing? He's probably been playing there a week. Uh, 43 at bats. Okay. So, I mean. I mean, if you want to look at ways to improve the major league club right now, I mean, I, like Steve, Steve Wilkerson, it's interesting, right? Because Steve Wilkerson is a guy t- tonight, you know, it's easy to pick on him tonight. He was facing a really good pitcher. He went 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. Steve oh, that, guy, that is the guy that got the grand slam today. You're right. Yeah, okay. Yes, uh, Steve Wilkerson went 0 for 3 with, with, with three strikeouts. There's an area of need. Right well, at that second base position, yes. um, Stephen Wilkerson is not the long term answer. Like, this is and neither is Pat Valleca, right? And neither is Pat Valleca. And frankly, like, honestly, I mean, Fred, Freddie Galvis, right? He's been playing pretty well for us. There's a possibility he's dealt at the trade deadline, like, he, he's not a long term answer either. Um, yeah. and so something you're watching, unfortunately, like, the two biggest areas of need for our, our major league squad right now our starting pitching and middle infield help. And we have a lot of good middle infielders and a lot of good starting pitchers in our system. They're all all just at buoy or lower. Yep. And so there's no answers that, that, I mean, Ryland Bannon hasn't played very well. Um, Richie Martin got hurt. Um, Right now, Jemai Jones, is he back at Norfolk yet? He's doing, he was doing some rehab games at Aberdeen. He's not, I didn't see him back yet. Okay, well, he played... A couple games at Aberdeen, so it's, he's just, I don't know if there's COVID protocols or whatever still, but he should be back at Norfolk any day now. Um, so that's, that's the guy to watch. If you really like are tired of Steve Wilkerson, look, uh, let's pay attention to what Jemiah Jones does um, as he gets back to, to, to Norfolk. Um, but yeah, but it's easy, it's easy to talk about tonight's game and who struggled offensively because everyone struggled offensively because Taiwan Walker was, was really good, right? Um, and so it's easy to, easy to pick on him. Um, but, but yeah, this is, this is a predictable loss. This is the Mets are one of the better teams in baseball. Um, I don't think, I mean, we've been playing, I saw we scored the most runs in June, uh, um, of any team in baseball. Right. But we um, might've just gave up the most runs in June. Yeah. This is going to hurt our overall run differential, yes. uh, <laughs> whatever stat. Um, but no, I think this is this is going to be interesting to watch. Can we carry the momentum that we got kind of going in in, in the past week against um, Cleve against Minnesota and then right. Cleveland and now splitting with the Mets? I'll take splitting with the Mets, right? The first place team in the NL East. I'll take a split with the Mets. Yep. Um, yep. But but can we continue this now into Tampa Bay and Cleveland? Um, and it seems like. I think our offense is going to be fine. It looks like our offense, Mountcastle is hitting again. Mullins is Mullins. I think our offense will be fine. You know, is Jorge Lopez, can he continue to, to pitch effectively like he has his last couple starts? Can right. Zimmerman pitch like he did in his last start? Um, these are the questions that, that, that we need to find out. Is Keegan Aiken, can, he, can, he, can Keegan Aiken pitch like he did in his last start? Um, and will Dean Kramer be caught up or Zach Lothar, whoever, whomever, and, and can they pitch effectively? So I think that's going to be um, something to watch here against a yeah. good team in Tampa Bay and then a, a good team in Cleveland. Right. Tampa Bay is a much better team. So it's going to be really interesting when we go there for three games 
can we at least win one of them so that we don't go back into this black hole? Yeah, and can we be and not even one of them? Competitive. Be competitive, yeah. Um, and people pointed out, and I think you mentioned this maybe in our podcast, Josh, that in that 14-game losing streak, there was a bunch of one-run games. And a bunch of games where it fell apart late in the game. Yes. Um, and so this game was not competitive. Um, nope. But what you want to look up for in Tampa Bay is, can you get the start in pitching? Um, does Mount Costa continue to hit? Do, do these young players play well? And so are you able to be competitive and maybe even win a game or two? Um, but yeah, because I mean, these, these, are, these, these are great teams we're playing now. I mean, Tampa right. Bay is a great team. And then next week you got four games against Cleveland. Can you continue the magic that you uh, that you played Cleveland with at home? And yeah. with Marlins just being on fire, so it'll be interesting to see what they do over the next week. And yeah, does not become a setback. Yep, yep. And can our kind of starting pitching hold together till we get John Means back? And when does at some point Austin Hayes is going to get back here? He was doing rehab right. games in Norfolk. Yep. Um, which I, I think is going to help weekend, offense. Yeah, right. I would. Ho- yeah, I would hope this weekend. I mean, he's, he's, well. he's playing, you know, he's playing in Jacksonville now. I could just drive him over to Tampa to meet the Orioles. Could be his Uber driver. Oh, yeah, that's true. I bet he's just staying down here, right? That would make sense. I would, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's about a three-hour yeah. drive, I believe, Jacksonville to uh, Tampa. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. So, yeah. It could yeah, be I'm five not, hours. It could be an hour. Two and and I would no, have no it's, idea. Like, it's like two and a half or three hours. I did it, I did it last year. Okay. Well, are you going rush hour or are you going 3 a.m.? What, what time are you driving them? Uh, whatever, if whatever Austin Hayes wants, I'll also take him out to lunch. Okay, if he, if he would like, just hit me up, Austin. Okay, you I'll might gotta be careful. Austin seems to be a very like uh, passionate guy. Kind of, I would imagine him just to be. I would imagine him in a restaurant gets a lot of hot sauce. I'll take him to Zaxby's. They've got some great, great sauce there. All right, we'll, we'll hit up Zaxby's. We'll hit a Whataburger. Whatever right. else he wants down here. But Josh, drive very carefully. He's also the kind of guy that I feel like you hit a speed bump. <laughs> and he he's bumps hurt. His elbow, he's, he's out, out six weeks. weeks. Yeah, so be very careful with them. Right, wrap him yeah, up in point. the styrofoam bubble. Make good him point. bubble boy. Good point. Yep. Yeah. All right, so off day tomorrow and a big series this weekend. Anything else as we shut this down? No, no. Just um, this, this concludes uh, our post-game show on a nail-biting 14-1 yeah. loss. Make sure you go check out Section 336. Great episode of 336 this past week yep. uh, where we fixed all the world's problems with jelly beans. Absolutely. And make sure you follow Birdland tonight uh, uh, for all these. Uh, we, get, we got another Birdland tonight on Friday, I, I, I assume, right? I hope so. I hope yeah. we're back to regular games now. Well, it's, it's, the summer has begun for me, Josh. I know. Uh, the so you the, the kids have just left school, so I have some time on my hands. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Sounds good. Me too. So maybe we'll talk Friday. If not, someone else will. All right, we'll talk to you guys all later. See ya. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.